So actually, we're on this second week of the new year, you know, nine days into it. I don't know if you guys made any resolutions or big decisions that you're going to change things about yourself, but, you know, how are you doing so far, nine days into it? That's good. That's good. Um, I think the interesting thing about the end of one year and the beginning of the next, January is kind of like this like fresh start year or part of the year new year and it kind of gives us people this impression like there's a whole new like opportunity to do things different and most people really look for that and they really enjoy that idea to think that they can kind of put something behind them and move ahead and and make new choices the interesting thing about salvation is we can do that any time of the year i mean the really the world kind of goes for that like one time a year in january 1st and they think that's it but if you understand what salvation is you understand that really jesus wants us to have a clean slate, takes away our sins, and gives us a fresh start if that's what we really want at any time of the year. So do you have the desire to change things? One of the things that Cassie was talking about is do you want to reach people and all these different things, you know? I really think it's whether or not what you're really burdened with is what you're going to want to change. Um, Really, a lot of people will do the same thing over and over and over again, and really it will expect different results. And there really is a a definition. I don't know if you've ever heard the, the definition of insanity. But it is, the, as in, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. I think that we're all somewhat guilty over that. We all kind of do the same thing, live the same life, act the same way, and then we're kind of surprised that nothing changes. You know, it's like, well, why doesn't anything get better? Why doesn't things change? And, and I think it's because we really don't really change that much about ourselves. We kind of just keep doing these same things. Have any of you guys really decided to make a change to something this year? Yes? You have? Anybody else? Okay. Anybody want to share what they are? Anybody want to share something that really, something they've changed, they want to change and and share it? Okay. That's great. And I think that we all kind of have this idea sometimes. I think we kind of just get to the point where it's just like you're kind of butting your head up against the wall all the time. Things, you kind of get frustrated by some things in your life, maybe just, Sometimes even in just getting along with your, your parents. You know, it seems like they say one thing, you react in a certain way. It's kind of like the same thing happens every single time. Usually one of you is going in, slams the door, and, and that's how it goes every single time. And, you know, then other, you know, things that, you know, you're supposed to do, maybe you don't get them done, and then it causes this whole set of problems, you know. I think that there comes a time in your life where you just really think, okay, I want to change, but you have to really be willing to commit to really make that change. I think that a lot of times we think that we want change, but we're not really ready to put that much effort into it. I mean, I know I've been guilty of that. Every single year I tell myself I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to start exercising, and then I don't do it. You know, so I mean, it's like sometimes I really wonder, there was a guy that came to our, um, our church and he was talking about um, how much you get to ministry, what you get done, and how much is, you know, really effort or how much is like will to get it done. And and what is he saying is everything really has to be if your decision is to do it in the first place. And at first I was like, you know, but part of it is effort too because, I mean, you have to actually follow through on what you're going to do. But it is really up here first. What we're going to do has to be kind of cemented up here. And then we will follow through and do the other things. So if there's certain, certain things in your life that kind of struggle with it, kind of the same things that you go through every time, even school. You know, you might say, okay, this is the new quarter. I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to do better in school this semester. This is going to be better for me. And, uh, you know, obviously this means that you're probably going to have to do things a little different. 
you know, when it comes time to do homework, you're probably going to have to do things a little bit different. You're probably going to have to study more or, or whatever. So um, if you haven't really thought about making changes this year, that's great if you're that great. I'm not that good, you know. But I want I'm going to pass out some sheets for you. I think they were going to help me pass them out to the girls. Um, they're going to pass out sheets. We're going to pass out some pens. But first, I want to have you watch and pay attention before you girls pass them out. Let's watch a quick video, and then after that, we're going to pass out the sheet. It's really just a little evaluation <clears throat> for yourself in this next coming year and what happened last year, okay? This year, I'll spend less time with God. I will hide my faith from my coworkers. This year, I will spend more and tithe less. I will read the Bible as little as possible. I will remain silent when I know I should speak. This year. This year. This year. I will not share my faith with my best friend. I will shirk leadership responsibilities every chance I get. I will continue to justify my bad behavior. And give God my leftovers. This year. This year. This year, I will let the busyness of life squeeze God out. Obviously, you talk about things as in school and all the different things, aspects of your life with maybe dealing with parents and all the different things. But obviously, what we're here for is to really get you to grow closer to God, to really understand what God wants, and obviously, that's really is relationship. Um, I heard something said, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen the t-shirts that kids have worn before, and you guys have seen it, and you might believe it yourself. It just talks about how religion destroys. Basically, what religion is is, is man's way of trying to reach God. And see, the thing is with relationship with Jesus is it's already been done. He's already taken care of it all. It's really just starting to reach out to Jesus and let him be closer and, and really simply be a friend. And that's what it's all about. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to pass these out. And I really just want you to look at I mean, you know, I'm not telling you to ever fill anything out and be fake. It doesn't do no good. This isn't going to be passed back to me. It's, I mean, it's really just a serious evaluation for yourself. If you guys want to start passing them out, you can. And um, <clears throat> it's really just for you to think about maybe your, your faith, who you are, if there's certain things about your life that you might want to change, certain friends that you might want to reach, but seriously, if that's not your heart, then I don't expect you to fill it in. I mean, I could sit there and tell you every single time that I'm going to, uh, you know, be size six next week, and it's not going to happen. So <laughs> there's no point in making promises to people that you're not going to keep, and even to yourself. So um, really just going to spend a little bit of time and uh, have you fill this out. Everybody's on their own. You can kind of fill it out and see what you think, and then we're going to discuss it in a little while and then kind of move on, okay?
anyway, I kind of want to talk about the fact that um, <clears throat> most people I know, I think this is really interesting, because when I was even reading that off myself, I was thinking about that, you know. Most people I know, really, who are the people I'm around? I mean, you think that I was around a lot of people that do ministry. You'd think that uh, those would be the people that I'd get. But there's a whole lot of other people I come into contact with. How many people um, would say that those, most of the people that they know really don't want to change? I'd say that where you're at, if you're going to a school, if you're public school, I think that that's probably really true. I think that you guys see uh, on a daily basis there's a lot of people that really have no interest in really serving God. That may be because they really don't know who he is. And they really don't understand who God is at all. I mean, what he's done for them. Or they just really seriously don't care. And that's part, of, part and parcel of what's going on in the world today. How many people would say they, um, people that they know want to change but really don't know how? Okay. A lot of people there. Um, how many people know that something needs to change in their lives but they really don't know what? That's what I did. So I think a lot of people know that there's something. I think that's what most of us feel. We're, there's like something that needs to break, something needs to change, and they really just don't know what it is that needs to be the, the key, you know? How about change when they really want to? Okay, that's great. How about have no trouble changing but have lots of trouble keeping their commitments? <laughs> I think that that's more true in probably Christian schools. <clears throat> I think that they probably hear what you should do, this is how you should act. This is how you should behave. They are told what to do, but what ends up happening is because of it's preached a lot, maybe they really believe that um, it kind of goes in one ear out the other. They kind of like think that they're going to change, but then when it comes right down to commitment and other different stuff, they're like, eh, don't know if I really want to do it. Um, how about what would one new thing that you would like to really do this year? Anybody want to share? One thing that you'd really like to do? Dominic. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Try is the key word, because all of us obviously don't always do so hot, you know, with that. So um, anything else anybody wants to share? Alice? Really? Would your mom be okay for that? Oh, your grandma? <laughs> okay. Anybody else have a really unusual thing that they'd really like to do, something new in this year? First Shelby Devitt, then Shelby Graper. That'd be pretty cool, I'd have to say. Road trips are always cool. How about Chubby Graper? Does anybody know how to do that really, really good here? You know that... I don't know what. So I want you guys to keep your ear out. If you know of anybody that's really, really good at making the shotgun sound, you know, like, yeah, because you have to do the cock, you know, cocking it like... Yeah, you gotta you gotta do everything just right. So if you guys know anybody, put the word out and then bring them to Shelby to teach her. Okay, Raven. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully over time, maybe they would come and visit. And obviously, all you can do is invite them. I think it's their choice what they really want from it. You know, you get what's interesting about that is a lot of times you'll see. Um, I can tell you off the right off the bat, there's numerous people that came with groups of people. And what ends up happening is a lot of times there's one person that stays. Um, Gina? <laughs> Whole group of people came with her, and Gina was the only one that stayed. Sal, same thing. You'll end up realizing that a lot, of pe- a lot of times when you come with a big group, certain people are looking for it, some people aren't really ready for it. All you can do is hope that someone gets it. Rachel? 
bring home better grades. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. Um, how about in your friendships? What's one really great thing that you'd like to do with your friends? Dominic? Well, like Raven said, you know, to bring your friends and tell them about, about Jesus. I, I think with my friends, even the people who I'm real, like, um, friends with and they understand who I am, that I pray and, you know, that I read God's word and all this, what ends up happening with a lot of times with people like that is they kind of reach out to you because they think that you're going to help them through every little bump in the road, you know, and every little battle. And I think what ends up happening a lot of times is you kind of become a little mini Jesus to them. You know, they're like, their rock is you. They come to you and ask you for help. And, and really, I think what my plan is to do in this year is really to start to really put some boundaries up and, and really start to really point people to Jesus more so than let them come to me. Because there's a lot of people that I become their safety net, and it's not good. You know, I think one of the things that they always say with true ministry, ministry is you'll always find that anybody who's really involved with ministry will always point to Jesus. It'll never point back to themselves. And sometimes not, in, not intentionally, but I think because... I'm safe to talk to. They go to me, and they don't understand that they could do all this on their own. They don't have to come through me. Um, how about activities? Is there anything like, I'm sure Russell, he only works out like probably three hours a day. Russ, you want to go to five? Five hours a day? Because like Russell's like big-time physical fitness dude, so, you know, I don't know. Anybody else with activities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. We we really do have to move on. I'm gonna get Rebecca, and then we're gonna move on. Rebecca. Okay. You know the one thing I just really want you to do, and the really the reason why I had you write this stuff down, <clears throat> is you're gonna find that if you don't plan, honestly, your time is gonna be gone like this. You it really does happen. Honestly, that's why I really start to think. Rebecca's mom called me, and she said something about, did you have a good holiday? And I thought, you know what? I said, you know, it went by so fast. And she goes, oh, it didn't sound like you enjoyed it. I said, I did enjoy it, but I really didn't do the things that I really thought I was going to do over the holiday season. And, I mean, I absolutely love Christmas. I love to decorate. Um, Kate, I love to decorate. Kate says to me, you know, I've never been at your house when you've decorated for Christmas. I, like, put up, like, four trees. I love it. And no one came to my house over Christmas. And I'm thinking, you know, I should enjoy that. And life is too short to not enjoy those things and those people that you want to be around and things that you do. So really what I want you to just do is, is really to stop and think about these things that we, we wanted to write down. Obviously, we're not going to have time to go through them because I really do have a quick lesson to tell you. Um, I want you to really start to think about those things. What really matter to you? And not just spiritually, but in all aspects of your life. I mean... What, what is it that really gives you joy? What are the things that you enjoy? Because you're going to find that you're young and you think that you have all this time, but honestly, it, it goes by so fast. I think most people, if they've already a senior in high school, can tell you that it just seemed like just yesterday they were freshmen walking in. And, and you find out that your time goes by so fast because there's always some responsibility. There's always some study. There's always, always some sort of you know, thing that you have to get done. And before you know it, the time's over. So I just really want you to think about that. As far as CYM, we really do want to be there for you. I mean, I, I, we really do. It's not just words. I want you to understand that. We really do want to be there. Um, I think it'd be great, Gina, if we could plan. You know, we could start to do something, even if it's not a, a regular, like, official thing. But, you know, have people get together. I think that's how friendships are made, and that's how we do support each other, and we get to uh, 
know each, know each other better, not just in the, you know, 45 minutes that we can talk here or something like that. You know, that's not what it's about. But um, I really want you just to keep this. Think about what you wrote down. Think about how fast your life goes by and really think about what will give you joy this year and really put some things on your list that you want to do and accomplish them. And, and if you really want to do something, you know, tell other people that you want to do them. If there's something that you really want us to do in here, talk to somebody about it. You know, we don't want to just do things just because we've always done them a certain way. If there's something that you want, uh, you know, I was glad um, Jeremy brought in a, a CD, you know, different things. We're open to things, you know, let us, let us see some things that you enjoy or, or something that we might be able to use up here or something. That's great. That's what we want. So um, I just really want you to think about doing something new. Don't live an insane life. You know, expect something different because you act different. Don't do things the same way over and over again and then have nothing change. So what I want to talk to you tonight, though, is about that statement, like I said, one foot in the grave. And uh, a lot of times when people use that statement, what they do is they really use it as in health. A lot of times when someone's, you know, unhealthy or if maybe they're older, they say that someone has one foot in the grave. And uh, it's really not spoken of in the truest sense of the word because if you look at it in the spiritual realms, Obviously, what we really have to understand is when we say there's one foot in the grave, that really is someone who really doesn't understand who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for them and has never accepted Jesus as their Savior, that's when you have one foot in the grave. And that's the truth. That's just the way it is. Um, It really doesn't have anything to do with age because obviously you could have people of all ages. You know, once you get old enough to understand what sin is and what's, what's going on with life and you make poor choices, you realize that you can be very young and still have one foot in the grave and not even understand and not even know it. Um, one of the things the Bible says is they've already climbed into their coffins. And I, I think that's something we really have to grasp, that if we don't make a change, doing nothing is only going to get us into our coffins and, and into death. Um, Ephesians 5.14 in the message translation states, it says, wake up from your sleep, climb out of your coffins, because Christ will show you the light. Now, that's a pretty hardcore way of saying things. But it's the truth. If you just wake up from your sleep, people a lot of times are busy. They look like they're really, you know, busy and doing things, but they're really like asleep spiritually. They don't understand that there's things that could change in their lives, um, things that they expect to be different, people's relationships in, in their families that aren't, they're not getting along and, fights that are always taking place and hurts that aren't being healed. And it's because of the fact that they keep doing things the same old, same old, same old way and nothing ever changes. So I want to think about um, the fact tonight that you have a fresh start. You know, we're only nine days into this. And um, I want you to think for yourself, if, you know, if you've ever seriously made the decision to follow after Christ yourself, if you've ever even spoke those and and to God to say, God, I want to be forgiven for my sins and I want a fresh start. If you've ever done that, I want you to think about that. Or if your friends and your family haven't done it, I really want you to think about the fact that right now where their feet are really planted, where your feet are planted, um, I think we need to really pay attention about that. I think a lot of times what happens is we say that we believe something, but then we look at the friends around us and the family that we have around us and we don't really concern ourselves with it for them. You know what I mean? We believe it for ourselves, but yet we don't believe it enough to tell somebody else the truth that we think it could make all the difference in their destinies too. So I really want you to just challenge you on thinking about that. 
kind of sounds like a downer for the first part of the year. You're like, oh, this is, thanks, Deb. I got one foot in the grave, and we're nine days into this January thing, and, you know, but I just really want to challenge you to, to, to tell you that we can't let another day go by, really, without being aware of it. We don't have, you know, the opportunity just to think that we can last forever. I mean, I, the thing is that if you go to a funeral ever before, what do they always start talking about? They always have Psalm 23, most every single time, written somewhere or someone speaks it. It talks about, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It talks about how death is such a big part of our life. I mean, that's what we talk about. And uh, God intends us to really think about not just our life here on earth, but our deaths. That's really what he's always trying to explain for us to, to get it. I mean, statistics still on death are 100%, you know. There's no cure for it yet. It's not going to change. I mean, you're, you're not going to get out from underneath it. It's, it's interesting to think about. I mean, no one really wants to think about it, but every single person here has a day that they're born and has a day that they're going to die. I mean, we all are going to die unless Jesus comes back right away and takes the faithful people and then you're going to be raptured. But you know what? I think we all have to be aware of the fact that we're all going to die at some point. You know, um, Shelby was telling me just yesterday that there was an Ed Young series. I don't know if you ever listened to Ed Young Jr. on the, uh, the channels, on the, some of the Christian channels, but he was trying to make people aware in the church that really we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised much. You know, as far as life goes, he says, God's word says it's a vapor. You know, that it's very quickly, it's here and it's gone. And that's because God's timing is so different. I mean, obviously what we have, like a medium life of 75 years, is really nothing in the great scheme of things with God. You know, but one of the things he was trying to tell people is that, you know, we're just really one breath away from the end, one heartbeat away from the end and, and from death and, you know, one sickness or even one drunk driver away from the end. I mean, all of us have no promise. So it's something that we really do need to think about. I mean, it's sad. It's sad because right off the bat tonight, just right off the bat talking to a couple of the girls, I mean, one of the things that, you know, Emily came in and told me that there's a girl that her mom died uh, two years ago and then her aunt that's taking care of her is there to give her support. Her aunt got hit by a car and she died. You know, these are women in their 30s. I mean, this is not something that, you know, people would expect. So I just really want you to understand that. I mean, James 4.14 says, um, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. So obviously we're all going to vanish at some point. We're all going to disappear at some point. And uh, I think that's why we have to make the, make the most of our life, but we have to make the most of our death. It's not worth it if you live a life that ends up and you go to hell. It's just not worth it. Um, you have to not assume anything. You have to not assume um, that you're going to make it without changing certain things. God's word says that Adam and Eve and those, the way that we were created, that we are born with a tendency to sin. Our human nature. There's something about us that wants to lie. There's something about us that wants to kind of, uh, you know, went not not get in trouble so you try to do certain things you know even kids like i said they can have their mouths covered with chocolate and say, did you eat that cookie no it's just it's natural it's just there's some reason that they want to pull themselves out of the fire and it's just the way that they're made so i don't want you to ever assume that you just get salvation and that you're going to reach heaven just because you're you 
or you're young, or these people who are old, senior citizens, and they're bound to make it because they're old people. That's, that's not true. Either you believe God's word and what it says and Jesus, what he did for us, or we don't. But you ever hear the statement that says don't ever assume because when you assume you make a ass out of you and an ass out of me. Get it? You? A-S-S-U-M-E. Okay? I really want to challenge you tonight. Don't ask who God. Okay? And that means don't make an ass out of yourself and don't make an ass out of God. Because don't say that you believe it and then never share it. Because if you don't share it, you're really just kind of minimizing what he did for each person. You know, what he did was he died for every person. One of the things I've really started to pray about this year when I was thinking about who I am and really evaluating who I am, a lot of times, you know, I believe it, I live it every day, this, this belief of what I feel. But yet I can honestly say there's times where I walk by people and I don't think about their salvation. You just get busy, you know? You don't think about, do I need to share with that person? And what I've really tried to do this year is at the beginning is just really say, God, just burden me with what burdens you. Help me to see the people. I mean, obviously, God knows the, the end times. If he wants me to point to somebody or, or go to them, burden me with it. There was a, a story that I heard where this guy was just really trying to reach this person and tell him about God. And this person had talked to him and said, you know, oh, I want to follow God. I really want to do some of these things, and I want to serve God, and I really, you know, I want to say the plan of salvation, all these different things. The guy told him this at some point. And uh, he had an appointment like two or three weeks later. He was going to go visit this guy. But what ended up happening is the Holy Spirit told, told this guy, you should go. You should go. You should go visit with this guy now. So he walked in, and the guy's like, you know, it's interesting that you came because he says, I, you know, I, I, really, I think I really am ready to say this now. I mean, he literally, after the second he said that he accepted Jesus as Savior, this guy dropped over dead. So it's like, this happens. I mean, but it's, it is God opportunity moments that we have to be aware of and we're not aware of. I'm guilty of it all the time. You just get busy. You know, I'm busy. I got things to do. And we don't think about the spiritual realm of things. So I do think that we need to pay attention to that. You know, I at one point was just standing in the coffin with one foot didn't realize it for 28 years but that's where I was standing and no one I'm going to tell you no one beat down more my door to tell me that I was standing there I no church came up to me and told me that you realize that you have one foot in the grave no people come up and told me do you realize that if you die right now that you're not going to go to heaven you're going to go to hell because you've never asked for forgiveness you've never understood the message of salvation what Jesus has offered you Nobody offered me that. But I really think the time is short, and we all need to kind of get that. Now I think that that burden is upon me. I should never go to sleep without really wanting to share it. I, I praise God for people like Tom Richardson who will literally tell himself that he, unless he shares the message of Christ with so many people, he doesn't even go to bed. He won't go to bed. He won't let the sun go down that night without sharing. You know how many days we've wasted? I've wasted for sure. My brother told me one day, finally, that I wasn't going to make it if I didn't change my life. And at that moment was the first time I really stopped to think that there might be actual real repercussions for the pe- person I was and what I've done and, and how I was really with one foot in the grave. Um, again, let me just say this to you again. Wake up from your sleep. Climb up of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. That's what his word says. 
But the scripture verse, when you kind of take it apart, it first off, it says, wake up. You know, the first two things, actually, wake up and climb out, are two action words, which means you're going to have to do some work. The third is obviously Christ is going to show you light, which is the third. He's going to, once you put a little effort in, God gives back. He's amazing how much he gives back to us. But the first thing, we have to wake up. You know, there's a statement that says, wake up, smell the coffee, you know, or do a reality check. Basically, what I wanted you to do tonight was when you really stop and think about your life is do that reality check. Pay attention to those things that need to change, things that are doing good, things that, you know, need to just be uh, stepped up. You know, I think there comes a time in our life where you really have to do take stock and see things as they really are. Sometimes we kind of see them through these rose-colored glasses that we're going to have all this time, and it's not necessarily true. I think some of us have to get out of the land of Oz, you know, and truly evaluate our lives, where we are, where we're going. I think there's a lot of people that don't realize that there's an alarm going off, and we don't have all the time in the world to reach our friends and our family and the people that we truly care about. We don't have all the time. We're not promised it. We're not promised it for ourselves, and we're not promised it for them. How many of you people here wake, sleep through your alarms? Lots. How many people hit the snooze button? Okay. We can't do this spiritually no more. Do you understand? We can't sleep through the alarm is going off. We can't do it no more. God's telling us to start share the message of Christ with others. I truly believe that this is a generation that's going to reach their family and their friends like never before. I really, truly do believe that. I think that there's kids that are following after God that their parents have never even given the eye of thought for years. And their kids are going to be the ones who are going to wake them up and have them understand what salvation is about. I think it's a whole turnaround. I really believe that this is a God-ordained time. I think if you're here, if you kind of take up your sword and you're willing to fight the battle, I think you're going to find yourself right on the lines and you're going to be doing great things for God. You know, I really think we need to get this, this idea in our hearts. Neither of those options of sleeping through an alarm or hitting the snooze button are going to work anymore, Okay. There's these people, uh, you know, that will keep with one foot in the grave and in all the different times and not understand it. But, you know, this is what happened throughout Bible times. I mean, with Noah, those people during Noah's time had one foot in the grave. And he was there telling them that you need to wake up, that you have one foot in the grave. You're going to have to do something because the world is going to end in destruction. A flood is coming. Do something about it. And sadly, what they did was they didn't heed his alarm. There's no surprise. It's an ark. The same thing was later on when he talks about there's an ark of the covenant. The covenant is the new covenant, the the message of salvation. We understand we have an opportunity to accept Jesus as our Savior before the next destruction takes place. It's, It's just necessary for us to get it. The other thing is you have to climb out. Basically, if you don't move, you're not going anywhere. We all know that. You know, no matter how much you wish it, that land of Oz thing, no matter how much you click your shoes together, the ruby red slippers, you know, and hope, it's going to change. If you don't make that step, if you don't actually step out, you're not going to move. You're going to still forever be in that land of Oz. You're not going home. You're not going back to Kansas, Dorothy. You're not doing nothing. You know, it's not good enough to just do nothing. Because doing nothing doesn't change your destiny. You're already in the place that you're going to go to hell. If you don't step out, you're just going to continue in that same place. So, to do nothing means to not move. You're already there with one foot in the grave. The next thing is you have to understand is you have to start climbing. You really do have to climb. It's going to take effort. 
it's really going to take some effort. If you've ever climbed before, how many of you guys have ever climbed, did rock climbing or anything like that? You know, it, it's going to take some work. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's a little bit of energy. You're going to be uh, breaking a sweat, reaching for some spots that you can hardly, like, reach, hoisting yourself up. When you're serving God, you're going to do the same thing. I mean, it's going to be a battle. You're going to be sweating. You're going to be doing some things that are going to be really tough for you. But you're going to have to fight a little bit and get somewhere. You're going to have to look for handholds, footholds to make it. Certain areas are going to support you. Certain things you're going to be like, oh, should I reach for that one? Or is it going to be just too much out of my reach? Am I going to be able to make it? You know, but it's going to take some risks. You have to do it for yourself, though, because no one else is going to help you climb. Come here, um, you. What's your name, Nikki? I want to show you something about Nikki. Nikki, stand here for a second with me real quick. And you face that way. Now, don't move. Try not to move. I'm going to try to move your legs to get you to walk, okay? Not real easy. (laughs) See, the thing is, if she doesn't cooperate, she's not going anywhere. See, I can't move her. This is what I want you to understand. That, thank you. (laughs) What I want you to understand is, No one else can move you and climb you. No one else is going to help you. It is all on your own. I can force her to walk, but unless she cooperates, she's not going to go anywhere. So if you don't actually step out and try to walk yourself and climb yourself, you're not going to make it. You're not going to go anywhere. I just want you to get that visually. I want you to understand that you're not going to move. You're not going to climb out of that grave. No one's going to lift your leg for you. Your parents aren't going to lift your legs for you. Your significant others aren't going to do it. You know, your mama and dad are not going to do it no more. And uh, I can't do it. I can sit up here and talk about it with you every single week. I can tell you what I think you need to do. But unless you do it or you don't do it, you know, it's your choice. It's completely up to you. You're you're on your own. (laughs) It's up to you. But you have to climb. You have to climb out of the coffin. You have to follow the master climber. What's really interesting is I found a scripture verse that's really awesome with this. Ephesians 4, 9 and 10 says, Is true, is it not, that the one who climbed up also climbed down, down to the valley of earth, and the one who climbed down is the one who climbed back up, up to the highest heavens. Pattern yourselves after Jesus Christ. Climb and climb hard. He climbed first. He climbed down, took care of what he needed to here, and he climbed back up. That's what we need to do. Christ is also going to show us the light. Psalm 13, 3 says, Look at me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. See, the thing is, we do the first two things, and Christ will start to show us the light. He's going to help us. He doesn't leave us out there wavering by ourselves. He just says, put a little effort in, and I'm going to show you what it's going to take to help you. He's going to surround people with you that are going to try to build you up. He's also going to protect you in areas. Sometimes all you have to do is whisper the name of Jesus, and he's going to give protection. You know, that's what he does. So awesome. How many of you guys have ever visited a cave or went into a tunnel and the first thing you get in there is really dark? What do you start looking for? Light. You look for light because you know that that's the answer. That's the way out. That's what we do. That's the same thing as our promise of what our Savior does for us. You know, we go in an area that's dark. He says, I'm going to light up that area. He says, I'm going to be a light for your path. You know, I'm going to help you through. And he doesn't leave us alone. He helps us along. Um, the one thing about the Holy Spirit with that is it's not just, you know, Jesus, when he went up, when he did climb back up, what he did was he said he left for us a counselor. He left for us the Holy Spirit. 
And with the Holy Spirit's help, we can do this. Now, I think a lot of times people misunderstand what the Holy Spirit, and they think it's some sort of like, oh, untouchable thing. Truly what it is, is it's really just a help for us. A counselor is what they say. You know, somebody that we can pray to and ask for help from. You know, it, it's, the, it's the presence of Jesus, but a holy, his Holy Spirit. The message translation says in Ephesians 5, 8, and 9, you groped your way through that murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your ways plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true. These are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ and then start to do it. So I really just want to challenge you at the beginning of this, this first part of the year. Get on with it. Get on with it. Let's not be saying the same thing over and over. I pray to God that by next year we're double here. And maybe we're not even in here no more. Maybe we got a different whole building. Something, you know. That we could actually have people that are here and are just um, not just being here, sitting here, but helping. That's what we need. We need people to grasp what the vision is and, and, and catch the idea that they're not just here to be a follower, but they're also here to be a leader for your friends and your family. I mean... There's people that I'm sure that you can reach. We're never going to get an opportunity. Like Cass says, we're not, we don't come in contact with them on a daily basis. You are the hands and arms of God if you're willing to start stepping out and taking that as, as really a, a charge to do the work. So I really just want to challenge you in the first part of this year. Next, next week, what I want to really talk about, see, I talked about this this week because you have one foot in the grave. It's really because we're unaware what I, what I want you to understand is most people that have their foot in their one foot in the grave is because they're unaware. Next week, I want to talk about the fact that there's a lot of people that still have one foot in the grave because, and they are aware, but they're just straddling. They're straddling the fence. They have one foot in the world, one foot in uh, you know, following after God, and they're getting nowhere because they're not doing those things. So that's what we're going to continue on next week talking about. But I just really want to challenge you. Make a fresh start. You got all this opportunity. We're only nine days into it. Any single one of you can sit there and say, you know what? God doesn't expect some sort of major, huge thing and all these flowery words and, you know, oh, God, thou art, all these different things. You know what? It's great if you could do that. If you want to do it, that's fine. But honestly, all you have to do is just honestly whisper to God and say, you know what? I need help. I want to serve you more, and I need your help to do it. That's all it is. I read God's word. I'm like, God, open up the scriptures to me more. I want to understand it more. I want more. I want to get it. And, you know, he loves that. That's what he wants. He just wants us to be honest and faithful to him and just explain when we're struggling. So I want to pray for you, and then we're going to dismiss because we are four minutes late. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, Lord, I just pray that you would just, uh, just help us all, Lord, to know what our potential is to reach our friends and our family, our neighbors, Lord. I just pray that we would understand that we have just some accountability that we have to stand up and really just own for ourselves, Lord. I just pray that you would just help us to know when to speak, when to be quiet, Lord, that we'd actually be led by your Holy Spirit to reach out to the family and friends and, and people around us, Lord. I pray that you just help us to be strong witnesses for you. And I just pray, Father, that you just go home with each person that's here tonight, Lord. I just pray that you just bless them beyond measure. I pray that you would just guard them and guard their families, Lord. For those who are fighting this war, I just pray that you would just surround them with your angels, Lord. I just pray, Jesus, that you would just uh, just keep everyone safe. Lord, be with this, this girl that's lost an aunt now who lost her, her mom. I just pray that you would just uh, just draw her closer to you, Lord. I just pray, Father, for each one of us, Lord, that we would really get who you want us to be in you. And I just thank you for all the gifts that you give us. Lord, I just thank you for your blessings, and I thank you for the favor that you pour upon us. And Lord, we just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.